the Russian podcast. Для меня это все непонятно. And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. So I just got back from Russia. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, We've all missed you. <laughs> thank you. I was there for a month and a half. And I was not just... Well, let me start with the fact that it was World Cup. And <laughs> it was sort of against my will that I was there during the World Cup. Um, and bought a ticket <laughs> a week and a half before it started? It, it When I bought a ticket, it was already... Oh, yeah. I think I bought it either the day off or a couple of days before it started. So yeah, when because I was, the Kazan game happened while you were just there. The yes, first Kazan game. And exactly. that was like, I think, only the third, third or fourth game that I think even happened. Right. So the very first game in World Cup for everyone who wasn't following, which <laughs> I feel like maybe most of you, was Russia versus Saudi Arabia, <laughs> which I feel like that arrangement... <laughs> And that arrangement was made not accidentally. Uh, Russia won 5-0. Russian team, just to give you an idea, all of the Russians will defend them till they die. But at the same time, they're shitting all over their team. So when they won 5-0... In like the bars or at, at home? Anywhere. Okay. All right. Uh, but not to foreigners. No. No. <laughs> right, right, no. Right. The first game was 5-0. Which, for a Russian team, that is known to be, eh, okay, <laughs> mildly put it, um, that was a big win. So that same day as everyone was celebrating, the Russian government raised the retirement age <laughs> from 60 to 65 for men, and from 55 to 53 for women. <laughs> He's been waiting. He's been waiting. You've told me about this for, I want to say, almost two years now. A year and a half. You've been telling me they're talking about raising the age. And I just... He's been waiting. He's been waiting for some sort of good news. Like, he pulls himself this day. He's like, once we hit 92% approval rating, that's when. Mm. So, maybe he was putting a bid for this championship to be in Russia solely for the purpose of raising the retirement age. Mm -hmm. I think Putin has many lists. One of them is like a blacklist. <laughs> Another one is like... Release. The is just permanently displayed in front of his desk. Yeah, yeah. And the other one is like, release to media bad information, like bad news. <laughs> I want to call this, that, that list is like the bad news bears list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, in this case, a legislation plus announcement of a legislation. Yeah. Uh, because it had to be passed, so it wasn't... So the, the Duma passed it. Yeah. And it was introduced all in one day. It was... Yes. <laughs> so, unlike here in U.S., you have two chambers centered in the House, and then the president has to agree, disagree. Duma and Russia, they vote for it, and Putin approves it because, I mean, I feel like most legislation that are introduced to Duma are already kind of approved by yeah. Putin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was done and done, and then as everyone was celebrating... 
Oh, surprise! Also, you're not going to retire for another five to eight years, <laughs> depending on your gender. And so then, when all of my friends were like excited about next game that Russia's going to play, I was asking them, are you not concerned about all of the other legislation they are waiting to pass if they wouldn't get? I was like, they're going to cancel the retirement age altogether. Russia team keeps, keeps they winning. Get the finals, yeah. I like to think that there were, no matter the outcome of the first game, all Russian men were going to lose five years of their retirement. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> like they, if they lost, they just would have been so distraught and, and it, hurt. They would lose five, five years, years on their of life their total. life total? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> They would lose it on the, instead of losing it on the front end, like they did with the retirement age, they lose it on the back end. So instead of dying at, you know, 75, they die at 70. You think that the life expectancy in Russia is 75? If Russia wins, yeah. Everyone's going to be happy and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you guys didn't make it all the way through. <laughs> life expectancy in Russia is like 62, by the way. 75. It's not even 75 in America. Oh, no, it is. I think it's 78 in America. Yeah, and women is like 80, 84 or something. So when I was in Russia, I had to announce to my friends and family and come out of a meat closet. <laughs> I had to tell them that I'm vegetarian. <laughs> I feel like that phrase on the street has a completely different meaning. <laughs> you had to come out of a meat closet? <laughs> When you admit that. Were they, were they covered in, like, was you had to come out of the meat curtains first? <laughs> this is just were you, sausage were you, curtains. Birthed as a new woman. <laughs> it's, it's just like uh, dingly, like sausage curtains. You know, like <laughs> in the 60s, no, maybe 70s. Like in the clothes. Can I go back to the 70s <laughs> when there were sausage curtains? I'm a vegan now, but good God, that sounds No, fantastic. no, no. I just meant like envision the sausage curtains to be. Like those curtains, you know, like when the they're beets. separate strings and yeah. they're like wobble around. Meatballs. What sausage? Oh, oh meatballs. A bunch of meatballs, yeah. Anyway, so. And on some, you have like uh, beans. You have like just string oh, beans. Oh, you think there should be like a balanced diet? A balanced curtain? <laughs> <laughs> Stick some carrots on them. Curtain. <laughs> you know? All that is saying goodbye. No, this is very long. <laughs> no. Why? We should keep this stuff in. Meat curtains, <laughs> meatballs, and beans. All right. All right. Oh, I'm serious. 1,001 listeners. Here we go. We got new confidence. <laughs> We're going for it. We're going for broke. <laughs> they have to they have to learn who we are. Okay. Welcome back, comrades. I was talking about coming out of meat closet. And it's much harder. It was... They were accepting more so than I expected, but they were also we knew less about veganism and vegetarianism than anyone I've ever met. So I was constantly asked questions such as, "You don't eat meat, but you eat chicken, right?" Or, "You don't eat meat, but you do eat lamb." Was it baby lamb? <laughs> Veal, or was it just lamb? No, just lamb. Okay. Oh, or but you eat horse, so. In Tartistan, people eat horse, so this is not a very uh, uncommon meat, but at the same time, when you ask if, you can, if they eat horse, it's just strange. Just very strange. And then I was frequently offered insides of animal as an alternative to meat somehow. Um, Did they think that like you were doing it because you thought it was wasteful and hurtful to the animal, so they thought, like, oh, 
well, what if you eat meat that's, like, dead from natural causes? Or, like, what if you eat meat that's... <laughs> Wait, are they offering me ill cows? <laughs> the time well, like, isn't that why horses... Like, that, isn't that what horse meat is for? Well, I guess now it's an industry, isn't it? Yeah. No, okay. they don't collect horses. Well, before, the, the whole know. point of eating horse meat was the horse would eventually no longer be useful. Yeah, yeah. And so, you kill it. Sure, sure, but it's not the case anymore. I hope... Right. Yeah, there's not enough horses. Going I don't know out. if all of the horses I've ever eaten in my life were like sick from natural causes. Like this one had cancer. And well, so. like no, well before we were born, they had they didn't have tractors. Everything was pulled by a horse. Yes. So there were a lot more horses. Mm-hmm. And so now, yeah, there's not too many horses who are down on their days. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are living very happily with you know. This one died from depression. Like a family who takes mm-hmm. care of them in a stable and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it is it a thing if uh, a rich family in a stable and the horse sort of like falls over and needs to be killed? That's actually a good question. Do they I, eat it? I think there's actually a, probably a really good market for the, uh, the the glue, if you will. So they probably what? just farm it out. Glue? Yeah, like they make glue out of horse parts. Oh. Yeah, I think it's like horse hair and hooves. Horse hair and hooves makes glue? Some glue. Obviously not like non-toxic glue I don't think is made from yeah animal parts okay yeah. they should make glue like in the shape of a horse hoof you know you oh can... like the bottle yes <laughs> all well, natural what horse you... glue what would you call it horse glue horse glue okay horse glue oh. I can't come up. I feel like there's nothing like bonding about horses. You can or just call it. Or... <laughs> there's a tagline for the horse product. Uh, anyway. That so, definitely made me watch the ad if I, I was just wandering around the house and all of a sudden a manic depressive laugh. That's what it sounds like. If you don't know it's a horse, it just sounds like a psychotic person. Well, maybe that's house. why that horse was shot and made into a glue. <laughs> two parts of this. Kill the, kill the family. Kill this. Don't be sad about using this horse glue. This horse. Kill the fucking family. You only, I only eat meat from animals who have killed humans. You know, I like sharks have bit someone. I'll it's eat like them. A, that's fine. Eye to eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An yeah, yeah, eye for yeah, an eye. Of course. Like, Once you show your violence, I will un- unleash upon you all of humanity. You fucking deserve it. You deserve to be eating chicken who stole my car. I would like to see horse meat from now on in all of the stores, the one that's in the can, uh, with the crime of that the horse, horse committed. So that, Escaped. You know, well, I guess. What? <laughs> I don't know. This one slashed someone's tires. This one, was actually, this one was actually just an old, retired police officer horse. This is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one can that said that it was canned in 1998, and it's still on the shelves because no one wants to fucking buy it because, goddamn, this is sad. <laughs> and it's just a picture with all the medals. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just oh, like, each, it's each been can. through Afghanistan and in the It saved 50 children. Okay. Anyway, so I was frequently offered insides of animals as an alternative to meat. Uh, like, oh, you don't eat meat, but this is just liver. 
Or like... <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't even have a defense for that one. <laughs> or, and I was offered this... Yeah, maybe, about, like, maybe like you don't want to be wasteful. Here, we have these leftover parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean... It's, it's still meat. meat. Yeah, it's meat. It tastes um, like meat. My favorite was when it's I was... more meaty than meat. <laughs> <laughs> Liver is the organ that collects all of the bad shit in your body. And then it's like, you know, like it's a toxic catcher. Toxicity okay. catcher. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it is arguably for just that reason alone. It's the worst part of the body to eat. I don't really know. Not <laughs> on the scale of terrible body parts to eat. A liver is going to be in the top five. And then I was offered beef tongue, like, uh, like so often. And one night just kept like, but, but it's just beef tongue. It's just beef tongue. Just eat some beef tongue. Okay, now I'm afraid that they think these are like really <laughs> delicious things and they're like, oh, she just needs a little bit of convincing. <laughs> I Throw think that's exactly. Dish at her. <laughs> we'll get it back on our side and then we can start talking about chicken wings and ribs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just. Uh, lead it, lead it with the tongue. Yeah, yeah? With, we'll, yeah. Let the tongue lead the way, See, show I mean, the way. <laughs> And I was, I've been vegan for about eight months, maybe nine months. So if anything is going to break my veganism, it's not going to be a beef tongue. I'm just going to throw it out there. What about chicken tongue? I know, it's controversial. Oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> chicken tongue? It's the tiny. Don't know if it's chicken tiny. tiny. Yeah, they do. Do most birds have tongues? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about bird anatomy but i'm pretty sure they have tongues but i've never seen i haven't been offered a chicken tongue i mostly only know about bird law law yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can go toe-to-toe with anyone on bird law but okay charlie kelly bird anatomy <laughs> <laughs> so i was also offered things like oh you don't eat beef but this is ground beef ground beef It's like, oh, it's still very oh, much meat. So everyone has, like, their own excuse for why someone doesn't eat meat, and they just they just project it onto everyone who doesn't eat meat. Like, I guess. they've met one person in their life who also doesn't eat meat. And, like, oh, and that person this ate person beef tongue exclusively. Ate beef tongue, yeah. Oh, this person ate ground beef because, like, they just didn't like the shape of beef. But it, you cut it up, and they're like, oh, okay. yeah, bring it's it on cool. over. Yeah, put it in a burrito for me. I'm down. Maybe. I, I want to be as far removed from knowing it's meat. Uh-huh. And then I'll eat it. Well, <laughs> you're a meatloaf. It's, it's you know, like oh yeah, meatloaf is perfect. It's like eating bread. Sure, bro. yeah. <laughs> why not? Just meat bread. <laughs> we threw some horse hooves in there. It might taste like glue for, really, really for a second. Really, really bind it up. You know, like. <laughs> um, and then there was, oh, you don't eat meat, but you do eat chicken, right? Of course. Or <laughs> you don't eat chicken. What about chicken legs? That was a quote from my father. Mm-hmm. In his defense, though, those chicken wings are really, really good. They... So. <laughs> I almost broke down. Yeah. Those yeah. chicken wings. Those chicken wings are so, so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't eat me any meat, uh, despite uh, delicious suggestions of, like, beef tongue. At every and meal. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I was offered t- uh, chicken stomachs. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe are those gizzards? I'm not actually sure if I've It was ever like a it. Georgian dish and mm. it had in like stomachs, heart, and wow. <laughs> it was kinda of, it looked Very like meaty. That's like <laughs> it, it had some Georgian spices and it had like a little bit of a broth. 
But it was literally all of the insides of an animal. And again, my aunt was like, like, like it's stew? stew. I think oh. it was more of a stew. Okay. Do you um, have any like dumplings or noodles? No, no, no. Just okay. meat. Just, just, just straight really, up meat. <laughs> really bloody organ meat. Uh, even it wasn't bloody, everything is cooked. But no, like, that's what, like, uh, like, all of your organs oh, yeah, hold yeah, yeah. so much blood that when you, when you end up cooking it, like, it gets that dense sort mm-hmm. of, like, I guess. super dark meat. It's, like, almost gray. It's so dark. You know, it's got that, like, brownish, uh-huh. grayish color. So, it's just liquid meat. Yeah, so it's too, and I mean, I, I think it had some tomatoes on it, in it, but, hmm. that's it. Yeah. So you had that. How was that? I didn't have that. <laughs> but you know, the place where it was the opposite of everything meat was Russian hospitals. So I've been to a total of two uh, for about six weeks, which... So I was like a caretaker, so I didn't um, like sleep in the hospital, but I spent most of my day there. And there, let me tell you, none of the dishes contained meat. If it did, it was teeny tiny pieces and most of the soups were i mean i would say vegan really not like on purpose but because i think they're trying to save money <laughs> just make yeah. it. or and, and i mean it is healthy for you so if you have sick people and you're trying to cure them uh i think it is a healthier option than you know making very hearty soups so mm-hmm. most of their soups were like veggie okay. based most of their lunches dinners were like grains and veggies but of course to this day i mean nothing changed in that part you have to bring your own dishes on uh, to the hospital so by dishes you mean plates plate and, cups and cup and, and utensils. spoon utensils yeah um they come around when it's breakfast time or dinner time and they bang with a ladle on something metal and announce that they're there are you sure you weren't in jail <laughs> Okay. I mean, I just want to make sure. Because you sent pictures, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was, like, prison. It was, like, um... I mean, it looked like prison. It was, like, Monte Cristo-esque <laughs> dungeon-type prison pictures. I... It was so scary. I don't <laughs> even know. I would have no- I would have never gone back down that hallway if I would have seen that those stairs into what looked like <laughs> the unknown crypts. I would have... Never even, just like, what if one day you're walking and you tripped or some, the crypt taker happened to be right at the top of the stairs uh-huh. and just pushed you down, like, nah, mm. I, I find I, a new route. To, to describe you a Russian hospital that I was in, imagine an abandoned building from a set of a movie Saw. Mm-hmm. What Saw are we on? 14 or something? I don't even know anymore. Okay. Uh, movie Saw. Yeah. And you were like, fuck this building. And then you find out that's the hospital you're going to. So that's the mindset. Mm-hmm. And then you walk in, and <laughs> so I walk into the hospital, and there's a giant, what looks like an iPad screen. And I was like, oh, holy shit, this is like advanced. <laughs> the screen doesn't work, obviously. <laughs> I have yet to see a screen in Russia that works. They invest all of the money on <laughs> just high technology, but mm-hmm. seriously, like, no one is in the building has any idea how to work it. Mm-hmm. And so they break, and they don't work. My favorite so, was the Bread Museum. They had like <laughs> four computers set up for the Bread Museum in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Not one of them was even remotely Dude, on. All of the screens, and they were like high technology because they were they touch were. screens. Some yeah. of them were um, 
Some of them were touchscreens, some of them are not. Some of them were like really big and mm. supposed to be interactive. None of that shit works. <laughs> and the same. So apart from the hospital, I've been seeing it, of course, just outside the hospital as well. For for example, in the metro, they have like, ooh, you can just touch a couple buttons and do this. Again, none of that works. They installed it, and then the people who know how to work it left, and never mm-hmm. came back because yeah. they didn't think through how this contract would work. I saw an with ad someone for installing technology. I saw an ad for some sort of product, but they were in the Moscow uh, tunnels subway system, and before you bought your ticket, you could go to this little kiosk, and you could do I think it was like fifteen or thirty squats, and it mm-hmm. would it would detect your motion and it would give you a free ticket for the day oh. and now that you mentioned it like that might be the riskiest thing to do like you're getting ready for work you show up to the subway you do 30 squats and the system's just like nope <laughs> <laughs> also i feel like russians have figured out a way how to get the tickets out of it without squatting they just have a gif of them doing a squat and they put it up to the camera Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway you walk into the hospital there's a giant ipad screen for a second, I get excited just to realize none of that works. So did I tried. Did you actually push it or anything? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was just blackness. So I don't think I've ever been turned on. Already, the people in the room are like, "This girl, <laughs> she's not from around here." This girl, <laughs> correct. And then it became even more apparent when I made like three more steps, and this Russian Russian uh, guard woman who is sitting in like a glass booth is screaming at me, saying, where are the fucking you going? Again, you're not in a prison. <laughs> you're in a hospital. I just want you to take, <laughs> Again, just remember your surroundings. How many bars were there? Were there a lot of jail cell bars? <laughs> a lot None. of, like, concrete? Uh, well, on the windows, yes. Of course. Bars on the window. Yeah. To keep people in or out. <laughs> I'm going to continue with the description of the hospital, and based on that, you will probably think to keep people in. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's yelling at you in Russian, where the, where the F are you going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I stop, and I say, oh, I'm here to visit a patient. And she goes, you need to go to that window. I was like, okay. So I turn around, there's a window where another woman sits, and she has a stack of papers. And she's like, last name. So I say my last name. She looks through it. She finds it. It's a piece of paper that says something 1993 and it's crossed over. And then it says the name of the hospital that's not that hospital, which is also crossed over. And then it says the name of the patient that I'm about to see. She gives me this piece of paper. I take it and then I make two steps to give it to the other woman that sits opposite from the other woman. And then she lets me go. So... Those two ladies can see each other. And I don't know. I think that reality is probably they unplug the iPad screen. That probably would let people register to come in. But then it would eliminate two of their jobs. So anyway, I walk in. There's a rotating, you know, thing that she controls that can open up or close. Okay, yeah. And then uh, I need to go to the third floor. I push the elevator. Who told you where you had to go? Oh, I, I knew where she was. Okay. And so I pushed the elevator. Had you not known where she was, do you think anyone there would have helped you? The, the piece of paper they gave you didn't have any information? Nope, on. it just said the name. It just said both those words, which didn't 
correspond to where you are. <laughs> Correct. And then your your name, or I'm sorry, your patient's name. Your patient's name. And do you now have any part of this piece of paper on you anymore? No. <laughs> I have given it to the woman in another window. And so how is this woman that you've given it to going to know when you come back that that's your piece when of paper? When I come back, I just say again the last name. Okay. She gives me the piece of paper. I make two steps and give it to the woman in another what window. What the fuck is the point <laughs> of the piece of paper? <laughs> Certainly you should keep the paper on you. So if anyone stops you, they're like, "Where? Oh, who are you supposed to be with? And you're like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, well, where's your paper? And you go, oh, well, the woman at the front has it. Yes. Then, okay. So anyway, excuse me, does this process not make sense to you? So I go to the elevator, I push the button, and I'm waiting. And she, this woman who has my piece of paper, yells at me, doesn't work with an attitude that, like, how dare you even think that it's supposed to? And I was like, you have really sick people in this hospital. How do they get Your elevator doesn't work. Yeah. She said, like, if you need an elevator, because that's a conversation we had later on, if you really need an elevator, there's an elevator that's, like, blocked out, as often doesn't work, but it does, and it's, like, um, service elevator, it's huge. So, it can be arranged. I say, oh, okay, <laughs> great, of course it doesn't work. So, I go to the third floor, I'm trying to find uh, stairs. This is where this whole saw scenery comes in. Because the corridors are dark. Dark. And there are stairs that lead into walls. There are stairs and corridors that lead into doors that have ginormous locks on them. They look like they hide some kind of like alien UFO secrets. Those kind of locks. And then on one of the railings there was a mattress that was bloodstained. Uh, so you go past that. And there were also a bunch of loose needles, but not like in one pile. They were just randomly scattered throughout. As needles are. As needles are. No one uses 50 needles at once. (laughs) The most upsetting thing about loose needles, let me tell you, was that... Okay, we're going to list it. I was talking to a nurse who was um, in a hospital, and she was sort of like the that day's nurse that's supposed to always be there just to monitor the situation. So she's sitting at her desk, which is like in a corridor. So I was talking to her and there's a loose needle like on her desk. Okay. You are a nurse. You're a medical professional. Why is there a loose, just random loose needle on your desk? How it doesn't bother you? Has it been used? Well, yes, because it's not in its <laughs> pocket anymore, right? They usually have those little pockets. Yeah, even if it's not in the pocket, like, you can't use it anymore. There's a loose, used needle. At any point, someone can poke themselves with this needle. Mm-hmm. Catch a disease. So I finally make my way into the hospital. And that week, it was over 100 degrees in, in that city. There's not even... A nod to air conditioning? It's no such thing. There's no fans. The only thing you can do to make it cooler somehow is to close your curtains. That is literally the only close like close the <laughs> curtains. So the sun is not actively shining um, on your bed. Right. Um and I think we've all figured out why the the age of death in Russia is like sixty two. Everyone just <laughs> dies of heat stroke in the fucking hospital. It was very, very hot. But then when I tried to open the window and the door, so there's some kind of, like, 
at least like fresh air coming in. Uh, there was a complaint that they got herpes from wind. Herpes from wind. <laughs> she had, yeah. Is wind like the name of her pimp? <laughs> f- what? This was a woman who was laying by the um, by, by the, the window by the wall. Oh, okay. Right yeah, next she had to, to as the window. Far away from the window as possible. And so I opened the window. She was like, "Oh no, 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 no! This is blowing on me, and I'm already got." You probably tried to use the me. iPad downstairs too, didn't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me tell you a thing about the, the this hospital here. See, herpes is spreadable by wind. Needles are actually healthy for you when you randomly bump into them. <laughs> Get a shot in any of our... No, it boosts your immune system to have other people's insides poked into you. Yeah. But wind, you've got to be careful. You've wind be is careful sneaky. Wind. wind is... It carries a lot of things. You know? <laughs> things on the outside. You know, yeah. you want you want inside in you, not outside in you. That's oh. the whole thing that they're going for. Uh, Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I couldn't really respond to that. So... She said, I already got herpes from wind, so I don't want to get sick from yeah. wind. Mm-hmm. I would have said, one day I was out in a windstorm, and I caught AIDS. <laughs> that was a sad day. <laughs> it was a bad day, it was a bad day. Can you imagine what, what it's like in the windy city of Chicago? Herpes <laughs> must just be rampant. <laughs> Not just people who live there, people who have ever visited as oh. well. Oh my god. It's called, it's, it's known no, as Chicago Herpes. It's a medical name for <laughs> I have, uh, I have statistical evidence that in Texas, one of the windiest cities has a large percentage of herpes. Uh, Lubbock, Texas. It's the windiest city in Texas? It's, it's very often the windiest city in Texas, but it mostly has herpes because it has a college there. Are you sure of that? I feel like maybe it could is from wind. wind. Could be the wind. I think Russians are on to We something. need to check Lubbock and Chicago <laughs> for both wind speed, herpes, correlation. I took a stats class. We may, need to, we may need to cross-reference this with how many people sleep with windows open versus closed. <laughs> anyway, the woman, you know, was adamant about it, so I couldn't really open the window either. She was also the woman who said that Living with someone without being married is whoring. But yet, she's fucking wind from what I could understand. <laughs> and so, apart from it being super hot, I go into the bathroom, and there is a bucket uh, of loose needles, obviously, and then a bucket of, like, disposed food. Um, there's one sink, which is which also serves as a shower, also serves as... A kitchen sink. A kitchen sink and a bathroom sink. And then there is a toilet. Probably a toilet sometimes, too. <laughs> Probably. So there is a toilet. And the toilet seat is not on the toilet. It's detached and is on the floor. Uh, so you can't sit down. There's also no toilet paper. So if you came to a hospital out of toilet paper, oh. you don't have toilet paper. Unless you borrow it from your neighbor, who hopefully has toilet paper. Yeah. Just don't borrow it from the woman with herpes, because... Like you're actually gonorrhea gets spreaded by anyone's extra toilet paper, whether you've used it or not. <laughs> whether you used it or not. Yeah, just being in your house, in, in in your possession, and then rubbing it on yourself gets you gonorrhea. A lot of great medical facts. <laughs> From Russia, yeah, I mean... The, From Russia, they got, oh, yeah. They're, they're really on the forefront. <laughs> of medicine? Of modern medicine? No, it's not actually... It's, it's almost like holistic medicine, but it's, it's mm. called sarcastic medicine. <laughs> They just straight up lie to you and make yeah. up facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Toilet. There's no toilet seat. There's no toilet paper. There is a toilet seat. There's Don't lie to them. <laughs> it's on the floor. It's right the toilet there. Toilet seat is on the floor. You can use it if you wanted to. <laughs> Just it's like <laughs> toilet seat covers that are. Yeah, it's it's VIP. You have seat. to you have you to pick it up it and clean it. And then so it's the same thing. You just pick down. up the toilet seat. Go, yeah, you pick up the toilet seat. You go wash it in the in the sink, of course, of course, where one would, and then you go sit down, and there you go, Viola, clean seat every yeah. time. Uh, You're welcome. That's brilliant. That's very pro environment because it's you know not using but your paper. It's uh, reusable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and who doesn't like fecal matter in the same sink that they're washing their bowl? <laughs> Everyone loves it. <laughs> And so this toilet was in a room with a window. Of course, why wouldn't it be? And so that window went right out on the street. And so if you were taking a shit or, you know, you can just wave. I mean, you, people can see you. You're on the second floor. So on the third floor, I'm sorry. So. Can you describe the window? Like, was it behind you? Was it to your side? Was it to in my front side. of you? Okay, it was to your side. So you had one wall. To your side and one window to your yes, side. Yes, correct. And in front of you, no door. No. Mm-hmm. And then the window was half wall, full wall. Half wall, yeah. So mm-hmm. when you sat down, people could see like your head and shoulders. Correct. Yeah, my torso. Okay. So you could just be there, you know, <laughs> working. Working. At your desk. <laughs> yeah. Correct. And you're working in your office in the smallest possible room with tiles. And, you know, going back to the Moscow squat Mm -hmm. challenge or whatever. It was called the the Slav squat, but continue. (laughs) If you ever were in Russian hospitals or any Russian toilets that are public toilets, you have to squat. Russians are great squatters. I'm just going to throw it out there. (laughs) It's called the Slav squat for a reason. (laughs) I think I showed you you that image one day of a person wearing Adidas shoes and Adidas pants mm-hmm. and if you ever notice the pants go straight down mm-hmm. but the shoes go sideways yeah but if you do the slab squat they're both at the same angle what mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah i'm trying really hard to imagine the slab squat for anyone who's uninitiated is when you go from a standing position to a seated position while still standing on your feet so you're basically you sit your butt on your heels or your your Achilles heels, Achilles tendons, and mm-hmm. uh, your knees will naturally usually go forward. Which, if you had straight lines on your legs, now they're at like almost a forty-five degree mm-hmm. angle, which would match the Adidas stripe. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's a conspiracy theory there. I guess there's always a conspiracy theory anywhere. You just have to look hard enough. I'm sure Alex Jones' Russian channel has a conspiracy oh, theory sure. on it. <laughs> sure, they got plenty of Russian topics to talk about on the forums there. Mm. Oh my god, I just now had a five-second idea of what an Alex Jones forum would look like, and it is disgusting. So, another feature of Russian hospitals were like holes in walls that were covered by paper. I think I've sent you that. Did the holes go anywhere? I didn't risk to open any of those holes. Well, it's just paper. But you don't know what's behind that paper. Can you describe the paper? Is it like butcher's paper? Printer's yeah, paper? Print, printed, printed, printed paper. Printed paper. <laughs> what kind of tape did they use? Horse glue? <laughs> or... <laughs> that was just, uh... 
what look like just the duck, not duck, uh, clear, scotch, just scotch clear tape. scotch, 3M tape. scotch tape. Yeah. Any repair can be done with 3M tape and a piece of paper. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. And so my, um, uh, my hospital experience also included interaction with staff. And I asked my, uh, one of the nurses about the blood pressure. The blood pressure was very low, and I said, like, we need to maybe adjust the medication. Um, you know, the blood pressure shouldn't be this low. And she said, and I quote, it's probably from the heat. They're in the hospital. You can't fix or try to alleviate this problem that your patients are struggling with recovering because it's too hot. I like that even... Like, the nurse has the knowledge to put two and two together. Like, we're in a hospital, and we should be offering basic services, which include air conditioning. But yet, there's nothing I can do to help you other than tell you, let you know that the government has failed us. We don't have air conditioning. Therefore, I cannot change her blood pressure. Yeah. No other medical revolutions have come out. <laughs> So one of the good things, of course, about Russian healthcare is that it's free, and you can be, you can have a surgery, stay in a hospital, and then even be sent to like a re rehab center. All of that is free, but it also means that a lot of the services and a lot of the amenities are very outdated. I get that. But it seems that if he, this is like a known thing to you and everyone that heat makes people feel worse and that your blood pressure can fall, maybe there's a way that you can try to fix it. Yeah. Bring a fan in. No. Or it like an no, old, <laughs> like in old days, just like a giant block of ice. I mean, we should also point out the fact that this is not all countries that have this problem. It's just Russia is vast. It's, larger than America, less populated than America, has less GDP than America, mm -hmm. yet has these hotspots of people, you have huge cities and places, and you're offering basic services of, I mean, I don't want to call it basic, if, you, if you're offering birth and sort of death care, like that's a lot of work, it's a lot of nurses, it's a lot of payments, it's, a, it's tough to do. Yeah. Yeah, and nurses don't really get paid a whole lot. And because of that, they tend to be... Not all of them are very friendly. While you were there, you described it like they were being paid sort of the same as a public teacher in America. Yes. I would put it equivalent to un very underpaid service of teachers in America. So they're doing a very hard job, which is dealing with sick people, dying people. And to be paid so little for that very difficult work, I, in my mind, is equivalent to being underpaid for teaching the next generation um and teachers are very underpaid in russia and so are doctors so they're you know in my mind it's kind of like a similar problem where here of course doctors and nurses are paid fairly well um there there is a sense of if i don't receive any kind of extra payment uh tips i will you know maybe not pay a lot of attention to your patient because I have a lot more and they are overworked and you know they're understaffed so I get all that um, <clears throat> at the same time 
You know, a lot of the equipment in Russian hospitals, I've sent you pictures of uh, some of the beds. They look like they're from like World War One. This is what they look like. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> the beds in rooms, um, some of the legs are broken, so they're just wooden chairs <laughs> that like hold up one side of the bed. Wow. <laughs> I'll never forget the day we passed a fire truck in Kazan, Russia, and I was like, wow. How rare is that that we passed a 1950s fire truck? And you translated that for your dad, and his reply is, no, that's like five years old. <laughs> no response. So you never know if this product is from 1940s, yeah. or is it just a new model who <laughs> that just never been upgraded since <laughs> Ryan is like being amazed by all of this vintage. <laughs> yeah, nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just, nope, this is the new design. Yeah. And then another thing that really surprised me, we were in a rehabilitation center that was right next to a river. And one of the main points for the rehabilitation center to be next to the river is, of course, fresh air. But yet, a lot of the nurses and doctors would just chain smoke outside. And not even a couple steps away from the hospital. No, they were right next to the entrance. And they would just sit there all day and smoke and smoke and smoke. And one of the doctors, I came up to him multiple times. And I said, can we do this or can we add this? And he said, can you come back tomorrow? And that was every day. And tomorrow never came. Until a new doctor came in and she... But we had to tip both of them. Hmm. Quote, unquote, tip. Yeah. Is it tipping if you're forced? Yes. <laughs> I suppose. Is it tipping if you don't pay anything? you saying like 100% over zero is zero. Yeah, like... <laughs> I guess you have to assume... You know, like if you get the meal for free, you have to assume like, oh, okay, what would it have costed me if I paid for the meal? And then you tip on that amount. You know what I'm talking about? Like if yeah, you but have at a, the same time, like that would also require that Everyone who ever went into the restaurant would get the meal for free every time. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so now I'm not paying for the meal. I'm paying for you to spend more time on my meal than some other Joe Schmo who comes in here. Mm-hmm. And is going to get what would would have been the same meal, but you're going to make sure mine's warmed up perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Grab the best parts of it. Best parts of the meal? Yeah, like, you know, like, you're going to grab the best parts of the chicken, or you're going to grab the best parts of the bread, or you're, gonna, oh, yeah. you're not going to give me the part that you just cut away from a bit of mold. <laughs> so one of the things in the hospital is that if you can walk, then they don't bring the food to you. And when I say bring food to you, it just means to your room, and then you have to get up and get it. But if you can walk, you have to go to the kitchen. In that kitchen, you stand in line, right, to get. You're standing there with your plate and your cup, and your spoon, and you wait in line. You get what you want. Not what you want, sorry. You get whatever they give you. <laughs> and then you carry it to the table. The thing is, a lot of people in the hospital can't really walk very well or don't have the use of their hand. And so you just have a bunch of people, hundreds of people in this hospital who are like wobbling their way to their table with hot soup in their hands. And people who, like, cannot walk, then someone brings it to them, like, one of their friends. And not not a staff member. The only time that I saw a staff member 
hassle and actually do something was when there was an inspection. Because I'm looking and everyone is like smiling, which is not a thing in Russia, and bringing uh, soup and even being like, how is everything? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was like, I'm either asleep or somehow passed into like a parallel reality. Everyone paid tips today. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw all oh, inspection is in town. So they're doing things that like they have never done before. So that's the only time that I've seen staff of the kitchen actually do any kind of help. Uh, they were walking around, they were smiling. Wouldn't it just make it easier if like they had one person? Like they have two people to check the name at the front door. They can't hire another person who just sits there at the end of the aisle where you get your food at the buffet line and just says, oh, where do you want to sit? And they pick up your tray and walk with you. Sure, but sitting in the window is much easier. They're definitely... There were four people working there. You know it would be even easier? Having an iPod. <laughs> or an iPad work there. <laughs> but then they wouldn't be paid their salaries. Yeah, I guess it's better to yell, where the fuck are you going at people, than be helpful and pick up an old person's food tray and take it to a table. Yeah. It's definitely a better power trip. For sure. <laughs> And you don't have to realize that people die and, you know, we all get old, so. Right. Instead, you just get to yell at grieving families. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and once, um, once you eat, you take the food back into, like, dishwashing area. Mm -hmm. Um, and the one time we were standing in line to get food and I was, talking to the kitchen personnel and so i stopped there for more than uh, the allocated one second or whatever and an old man came up to me and said i need my juice and then i looked at him because i didn't understand what he said at first and he pushed me out of the way to grab a glass of juice so i almost got in an altercation with an old sick man in a russian hospital you're lucky you didn't have any needles on him <laughs> No telling, no telling how many needles are just stuffed into patients' pockets there at this hospital. <laughs> just walking around waiting. Well, actually, so we had to do insulin shots. To to do that, we had to actually bring our needles and our own insulin to the hospital. Why not just wash the ones you found? <laughs> that would definitely be cost-effective and also be considered recycling, right? Yeah. Okay. thought you were vegan. What happened? <laughs> Vegans recycling needles? <laughs> Wait. They're just normally more uh, thoughtful about... Environment? Uh, yeah, there's usually a reason they're doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, just, you know, use a lighter, burn the needle, the tip, run some soap through it, you'll be fine. I will run this idea by my family. <laughs> yeah, save tons of money. In fact, you can do sort of like a rescued golf ball operation. You know, people go around to um, golf courses around the city and they'll find golf balls in the off hours. What we can do is we can start a company and we'll just go to all the hospitals, round up all the needles that are just lying around. <laughs> you know, gorilla style. We're not paying the hospital for any of the needles. Take them home. How are you going to get through the two guard ladies that sit in each hospital? Oh, easy. You just walk in and you say the most common Russian name you can possibly say. And they say, oh, here you go. Here's the name bed. You say, thank you very much. Then you go into the restroom like you're going to take a dump and you just throw it out the window. <laughs> Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> you got yourself a needle business. You know, they don't even ask for 
They didn't ask me for any kind of ID to like. Of course write not. Down my name. Because they're not. They're not taking the paper. You're giving the paper to one person, and there's no point of it. You know, here in America, you need an ID even to go to a grocery store. <laughs> and in Russia, you can just walk into any fucking <laughs> hospital, just go on in and lie about your identity. Get right past two guards. <laughs> it's my, I, you would think two guards is more secure than one Walmart greeter, but apparently, uh-uh. Walmart is the more secure. When they, when they check your ID when you buy bread, for sure. <laughs> I'm confused. Was was the argument there that they don't want illegal people being able to buy groceries anymore? I was talking about Donald Trump saying... Yeah, I know. Is that, oh. the, is that We need an ID to buy groceries. Therefore, illegals aren't buying groceries. I think he just doesn't know how it works. He just doesn't make it... I gotta, like, that there's no way that he thinks. There's no way, Lasan. There has to be a reason he said this. Maybe they're getting ready to yeah introduce a legislation that would require you to show your ID even during grocery. Bring your birth certificate and get 30% off on bananas. What about old people who don't drive anymore? What about kids between the age of 12 and 16 who don't drive? What about people who live in New York who don't own cars? Okay, God, God damn it, let's not go with that idea. <laughs> you convinced <laughs> The audacity of people to think that everyone has an ID. As a picture ID. The only picture ID I own is my passport and my driver's license. And both of those cost me money. Yes, and both of them you acquired because you were going out of the country or, or you had a car. Yeah. Um, so I got to... New idea. You figure out how to make yourself look like an inspection person. This is what I did in sessions with care professionals, such as like massage session, speech therapist. Okay. I obviously interact with a lot of staff members that were doing speech therapy and gymnastics, stuff like that. And I noticed that a lot of them didn't necessarily take us seriously. And they would say, oh, it's fine. She doesn't have to do it. Or, yeah, we're supposed to have an hour gymnastic session, but... It's okay, you don't have to. Stuff like that. Which is upsetting because we're there for a reason and I would like to see some, you know, progress. And so what I, tr- what I started doing is that I would try, <laughs> I would bring a notebook and would take out a pen in the very beginning of the session and anything they would be saying, I would say, mm-hmm, and would write it down while looking at them. And then they started to be concerned about the reason I was writing things down. And they would be more receptive to continuing the session that they're supposed to do. And then I would sit on the bench and it would be like, I'll just sit right here, you know, don't pay attention to me. And the entire time I would be scribbling something not at all related to (laughs) what's going on in the room. But I would be like nodding my head and looking at them thoughtfully from time to time. And I found that very useful. And that way, I didn't have to be confrontational. I didn't have to yell at them and, uh, you know, prove any kind of rights I have or, you know, do any any of it. So that worked wonders. <laughs> wonders. And one of them, uh, he was supposed to do special gymnastic. And he was, it was impossible to find him. He was always late. He didn't want to do anything. And he would hide in the bathroom where he smoked, I'm pretty sure. Because every why just, time... Why don't you just walk outside and look into the windows <laughs> to find him? Well, <laughs> I could have done um, Another instructor, when I was looking for our instructor, was like, check 
two doors down. So I go two doors down. And he yells at me for some reason. He's like, can you not count? And I was like, was I just spoken to this way? Like, what the? What the? So I'm a healthy person. If you talk this way to a person who is sick, especially if it has anything to do with their brain, wouldn't it be so upsetting and, you know, on top of heat? And then people speak to you so disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. I was just taken aback. But anyway, so I go into this room to, to try to find this instructor. Which was three doors down. Which was three doors down. He was actually in the bathroom. He came out and there was a strong stench of smoke. So he clearly smoked there. And at first I was like, really, dude? Then I was like, it usually smells so bad of pee in this bathroom that... Him smoking is probably the closest this hospital will come to Febreze. Sort of like um, a cheap incense. Yes. So, in the world where you have to choose between the smell of pee or the smell of smoke. For um, any execs working at Marlboro who listen to our <laughs> podcast, just a quick idea for you. Uh, instead of just, you know, like the 100 version cigarettes, you have a incense version marlboro where you just you you have it's you know like a foot long you light it you don't actually smoke it you just let the tobacco fill the air and you'll take it further i'm gonna say febreze in marlboro Mm -hmm. air fresheners is nicotine in nicotine needs to be in the the container is that possible i don't know the details but i i I think there's not nicotine what's the point of buying it again just for the smell obviously okay anyway coming to a russian hospital near you Febreze and Marlboro smell. I love when my house smells like an old billiards hall. <laughs> Is Grandpa here? Oh, bring the memories of your child back. <laughs> this one smells like Mom never rolled down the windows in the car. Bring back your child. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this gymnast, he's like a an instructor, a special instructor. This is the approach that I tried with him, trying things in a notebook, and then it really worked, even with him. And he was dead set on not doing anything at yeah, all. This was the guy you told me was like, she probably needs 15 minutes less of training. And you were like, no, I think she needs all of it. And he was like, okay. And the next three times he showed up, he was just 15 minutes late. Yes, he was late. And then on day four in that particular hospital, he says... Oh, well, you don't need to come. Uh, only five days. And I was like, well, it's been four. So you have one more day. And I was like, and I'm going to check and see if that's actually the case. All right, I'm going to throw out my conspiracy theory because why not start our own podcast, Conspiracy Theorist Channel. He took a dump at the same time every day, and that correlated with your mom's hour. And he needed that 15-minute block. That was the only 15-minute block he had to get his deuce out. I was going to say, based on what I've seen people eat, there's no way any of them have healthy stools that require 15 minutes in the bathroom. Based off what they drink, I don't even know how anything comes out of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was told by multiple people that I shouldn't be drinking so much water. (laughs) It's impossible to find a water fountain there. I don't know how they even saw you drinking water. I had to buy my own bottles. Okay, that's fine. So the entire hospital doesn't have a single location where you can fill up your glass and drink water. If it's in a five-foot vicinity of this magical water fountain you want to be in this <laughs> hospital, 
How many needles do you think would be there? It would look like an art installation in Horshorn. He's from now, Modern you, Art Museum. Would you still want to use that water fountain to fill up your little plastic bottle? No. Okay. So, you had to buy bottles every day? Yeah, so before I would go to the hospital, I would buy a bottle of water. Like, like a, a big bottle. one, yeah. And we would bring the uh, same, like, bottles to my mom's uh, hospital, mm-hmm. to her room as well, because you can drink water from the top, and there is no, like, water fountains. So the only liquid you get is in the kitchen, whenever they feed you, but it's most of the time it's, like, either tea or, or juice, apparently, milk, according to or this juice. old man. <laughs> Really good juice. <laughs> he's fucking juice, man. Because I, I also, like, I turned around and he said, "What are you staring at?" And pushed me out of the way. <laughs> I was like, "Did you think I'm gonna take your juice?" You should have been. You should have. Your first words out of your mouth should have been in juice. Just whatever his question was, juice. I haven't been in that many situations so frequently when I was speechless, and this is exactly what's happening to me. And part of it was that. I don't speak Russian all that often, so maybe there was like a natural. I I knew what I wanted to say, oh, but right. I couldn't say it in Russian. Yeah. Or I was just so shocked by the situation of doctors and nurses giving me shit about everything. Yeah. That's, it's like you're being culture shocked by your original culture. Correct. That's exactly it. Oh, and but this time there were no cats inside the hospital. They were right outside the hospital, so people were sitting on all of the benches. There was a Kitten family, which I fed them. Okay, well, they're there, you know. But it's kind of an improvement that they no longer live inside the hospital, but rather, at least this particular hospital, they live outside. Starting to think they were like, it's really hot in here. You guys don't open the windows. (laughs) We're going to be outside. (laughs) I have never sweat so much in my life. And considering how hot it was inside the hospital and outside the hospital, you know, the fact that I was drinking water shouldn't be so shocking, but people were concerned about my health. How are you, just, of, how are you just not sweating in your bed? I, you do. How is that sanitary? No, I know. But they also take your medical insurance card that is issued to you by the Ministry of Health in Russia. Like, it's not easy to just call and replace it. Like, it's really hard to get. Um, they take that card away from you in exchange for bed sheets. When you admit it to the hospital, that way you return the bed sheet. You have to return the bed sheets, otherwise you don't get your medical card back. Are these like Egyptian thousand count? Yeah, you bet. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I would. Yeah, I would need something for those too. <laughs> Golden flakes. Yeah. You don't know. You're not running off. Alexander these bad McQueen boys. is the, the official designer of bed sheets in Russian hospitals. <laughs> I like to think actually what it is is they somewhere in a warehouse they have. One pair of bed sheets for every one person in the country. <laughs> and when you give them your card, they go find your box, snatch your bed sheets, bring them to you. So every much- time she goes to a different hospital, it's the same bed sheets. It's the same bed sheets, yeah. yeah it's in another, they have to go back to the warehouse, find your sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, I feel like they're spending more money keeping track of cards and bed sheets <laughs> than they would be just Buying new bed sheets every time they oh, no. go missing. <laughs> How many people at home have a a hospital bed a sheet hospital that they stole? No, like a, a a bed that even is the same size as a hospital bed. <laughs> they're pretty odd shapes. Like they're not quite a full bed. Usually they're wider. That's true. 
It just seems like... Oh, no, those bats were narrow, man. Oh, really? They were so narrow. Oh, God. <laughs> because my mom offered to, like, take a nap together, and I was like, I don't know where you think I would fit on this Yeah, bed. usually they're wide, so they can, like, almost roll... So they can roll your... Well, in America, they are. They can, you can roll you over and administer. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and also a lot of, uh, like, pregnancies and stuff, they can't... They shouldn't be laying on their back. They should be on their sides. Uh-huh. And then you should be bent. Oh, yeah, yeah. sort of have more room for that, yeah. Some of the beds were in such bad shape that people with actual like, spine problems were laying on beds that were not straight and they had like a little hole in the middle just because the the bed was so old that it was kind of falling through. So people were like in kind of like a V position, not like extreme V, but just to give you an idea where the bed started to give up on its shape, you know. Right next to the hospital, there was an abandoned building that said, Danger, radiation, don't come in. Never found out what it was, but right next to that building was an abandoned playground for children. <laughs> it really looked like post-apocalyptic there. I wonder why the playground was abandoned. And then there was, kind of looked like a pagoda, mm-hmm. but very big. And there were stairs going into it. And then there was a tunnel that led into the river, I think. But it was all blocked off um, and looked, again, like straight out of some kind of movie, like Saw. I did not risk going into it, although I was curious. And in, in my mom's room, because they wanted to open the window at least like in the evening when the sun went down, um, they didn't have a net, so you can't really open the window without a net. The flies would come in. So someone pulled a cheesecloth um, on the window, but it was put there uh, a while ago. It smelled so bad. I smell like cheese. <laughs> it smelled so bad that I would have to close my nose when I would pass through. And so... You know why it smelled bad? Uh-huh. It was stopping all the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the second hospital, right? And in that second hospital, the toilet seat was on a toilet. However, it was very wobbly. So they had an inspection coming around, and I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to like tell them what's going on here. Yeah, I guess you should have done in this place. <laughs> so I was like, oh, excuse me. Just want to let you know, the toilet seat on the toilet is like way off. It's broken. It broke. And they were like, oh, no, it's not broken. And I was like, what is this fucking <laughs> mind tricks? It's definitely broken. And she goes, no, it just never fit to begin with. And I was like, Oh, okay, so there isn't a problem to fix in your mind then? You sort of brushed it off by saying it never worked it to begin bad. with. Yeah. And then I asked her about the cheesecloth, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this cheesecloth is gross and disgusting. Can we hang something else? She was like, well, we didn't put that cheesecloth on. So you just have to figure it out yourself. And I was like, well, the other window, there is a net that I see. And she said... Don't even breathe on it because it's pretty much put together and glued to the window by boogers. Horse boogers are just normal boogers. <laughs> Horse boogers would be much better. Don't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Don't even touch it. Don't even touch it. It's gonna break because it's held together by boogers. <laughs> so her. Why don't you just say, all right, that's fine. I don't want to touch it. Can you also ask them to put the same construction? <laughs> In my window, and I will not touch that either. That's it's you to be an option. <laughs> <laughs> out of boogers. 
Workerman <laughs> can't do it right now. He can only do one window per month. <laughs> you gotta wait till winter month when everyone is sick. <laughs> so we have enough booger supplies. Actually, I, was, I forgot to ask. Uh, did this place look like it was wired for any sort of heating? Like, in the winter, what do you guys... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is... People aren't getting frostbite if a, window, if a window accidentally cracks open. Oh, I don't know. I mean, when I was in the Russian hospital, that was a while ago, and it was winter, they did put me in a room that was not heated, so I had to sleep in my coat and under a lot of blankets. But overall, I think it's usually pretty warm. I also got to do some fun stuff. My friend invited me to go to a lake, and I envisioned it as a normal lakeside relaxing time, but what actually happened, we came to a lake and there is a dock from which people were jumping into ice cold water. So it's called Blue Lake and the temperature there is always the same, which is very much like the temperature under ice. Yeah, you're saying it was like basically 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Exactly. So the weekend entertainment for Russian people was to go to this lake, stand in line, and jump into this ice-cold water. And children as young as, like, four years old were doing that. And some men would try to prove themselves, I guess, and would not only jump in it, they would also, like, try to swim and come back. And their skin was just purple. Meanwhile, being completely destroyed by mosquitoes. Because Russian mosquitoes, I am just convinced, are genetically engineered by KGB or something. Because it is the most painful bite you would ever experience and it would itch for days well if you're if you're comfortable with needles being scattered around you you're probably also fine with mosquitoes Uh, i'm gonna make another allegory here um so wind gives you herpes but freezing cold water gives you health correct people were doing it for health reasons um i can see being counterintuitive that wind uh, does a lot more damage than jumping in ice cold water. Mm-hmm. I dipped my leg into it and I could not feel my leg for like a minute <laughs> to the point where I was like, am I okay? <laughs> Much. Sure. Oh God, do I have to go to a Russian hospital? Uh, when I was there, actually my leg would swallow a little bit. I've had this happen to me for a while now. And a lot of my friends and family who were complaining about the amount of water I drink would pose that maybe your leg is so swollen because of how much water you drink. Just one leg, by the way. One leg. (laughs) Maybe one leg was higher than the other, and Mm. not the one that was... That's where the water accumulated? No, no, the the lower one was getting the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Hmm. Very strange. Do do you sleep on one side, maybe? (laughs) And the water... One leg is high. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I drink less water than I drink here. Because, of course, it's not as easily available. You can just go and, you know... Turn on any faucet and drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you gotta... And I would bring my mom jugs and jugs of water. And she would just not drink them. None of them are thirsty. But also, you know, their toilets are so (sighs) terrible. None of the toilet seats are, you know, on top of the toilets. Or if it is, it's, it's broken. And maybe it is a good idea not to drink any water. 
because that would reduce the number of times you go to the toilet. Have to squat for 45 seconds eight times a day versus 30 seconds right. twice a day. I mean, yeah. No, who, I get it. Who wants to start the day off with a one-minute squat trying to get all that water out? No one. From the day before. Correct. No one is no. the answer. So everyone there is just dehydrated. I think they're all chronically dehydrated. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. I think that's all we have for today. And we would like to thank our listeners for listening and also leaving reviews. I'd like to thank Catrice, Twenty Rains, Miss Matters for leaving a review last month. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll be back again soon.